This is a Real Footy Podcast trade period special. Hello and welcome. My name is Michael Gleeson and joining me today from Geelong is Peter Ryan. Welcome to you, Peter Ronald Ryan. Good to be with you, Mick. Yes, how is it? Day two. A little bit of movement. Interestingly, um, Collingwood having kicked things off yesterday have, have continued on their path today. Talk us through what's happened today. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. On the trade front, Nathan Kruger uh, has arrived, been traded to Collingwood from Geelong. Um, Collingwood handed over pick 41, which was one of those picks they picked up, yeah, or may have been yesterday. I'm not sure about that. Uh, and then uh, Geelong have given back Kruger, who they've um, obviously been there for a few years, and pick 55. So that gets done, and the Pies are happy there. Got a Ford, 22-year-old, who, you know, they see as being a potentially um, player to slot in next to Majacek and and uh, do a job there. And then So effectively, the- they slide 14 spots in the draft from 41 to 55. So for all those punters playing along at home, eagerly calculating points for draft picks, because we're all, we've all got those on the tip of our tongue, 41 would have had 412 points and 55 is 207. So they've dropped 200 points there, which is what we've come to in this trade period, calculating points. But um, effectively drop, sliding back a few spots in order to get the play you want. So that's not bad. Yeah, well, it just shows the value of the deal they did yesterday with Gold Coast, uh, getting those picks in. And it means they can start to uh, obviously move quickly on Kruger and Geelong pretty decent to deal with in that respect and get Lipinski in the door at some point, potentially over the trade period, and still have all those points for Nick Dacos when he inevitably gets a bid at some point um, in the first few picks. Yeah, it'd be interesting where he does go, but um, yeah, um, whether he gets through three, four or five. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Every every little bit helps for Collingwood there. And the other thing, uh, Scott Pendlebury, uh, the captain, re-signed, which I think he'd done about a month or so ago for two more years, so that uh, locks him in. With the Magpies, which is great for Craig McRae and Collingwood for such a senior figure to be sticking around. The interesting thing that with that was not that he re-signed, but that he re-signed for two years, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Well, I think Collingwood were talking about a one-year deal, but they've obviously realised that um, you really don't want to be uh, having Pendlebury thinking about moving because he's certainly been an attractive player for some clubs to get in if they could in a playing coaching capacity, which is obviously where he wants to go. And speaking of coaching, they've uh, it's quite a coup. They've got Neville Jetta, the retired Melbourne player, um, as a development coach. Um, Why is that a coup? Well, he's a well-credentialed, great character um, Nev Jetta. He's also um, been a real leader both on and off the field in the uh, Indigenous space. He's really well respected. He sits on the AFL Players Association board and their Indigenous advisory board. He's got a strong connection to the culture and um, obviously Collingwood um, see that as an important component of their um, re-establishing themselves in the wake of the Do Better report. They've obviously got Ash Johnson, who's an Indigenous young lad, as is Nathan Kruger, interestingly enough. But um, Jetta comes with more credentials than that. I mean, he's, he's just going to be a really good coach um, and he wants to go down that path as a development coach and he's obviously had a big role at Melbourne in uh, the development of some of their younger players as his career's tapered off to some extent. Yeah, I think um, I know that people at Collingwood have been interested and eager to get him in a playing sense uh, prior to his last contract, I think, two or three years ago. I think he was All-Australian in 17, wasn't he? And um, I think they were keen about 19, 20 to, to get him 
over for the last couple of years of his career and then and then transitioned him into coaching. And, and I know that he had several clubs talking to him about coaching role because he's um, certainly credentialed and he'll sought after as a coach. And, and I mean, yes, in a Collingwood sense, that do better report stuff means that bringing an Indigenous person in uh, is good culturally for them. But I think it's also just good for the... F- for, for broader footy to get more Indigenous players into coaching. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about that. And Trav Varco and Xavier Clark at Richmond and the Bulldogs mm. are two coaches, um, Indigenous heritage, which is great, the diversity and the opportunities and, and for people to see that that is a um, post-playing career, which more the better. And he's also, um, the interesting thing is he's going to play VFL for Collingwood VFL yeah. team, which will be great as they develop their young list. All right, we'll move on from Collingwood. Don't want to spend all, all our time talking about the Magpies. Um, Adam Chera, is, what have anything moved there? I know Sam Ed, oh, Sam, Sam McClure was looking at that. Don't confuse those two. Um, <laughs> yes, he was the looking Sam's at, of trade period, eh? Sam McClure. <laughs> uh, yes. Wearing his dad's moustaka too, I must say. Yeah, Big no, it's, uh, we won't comment on that, but you could trade that one out and not get much in return, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> you wouldn't get a rookie pick. <laughs> no. Um yeah, no, so Cheras, obviously that pick six that Carlton hold is basically both Fremantle and Carlton agree that that's the foundation for the deal. The only, uh, I suppose, negotiation point is whether Carlton needs to add any sweetener to the deal. There'd be people at Carlton who certainly think pick six is enough for a player who was picked five four years ago. He's played most games since he arrived at Fremantle. Um, so that, and that's a pretty handy pick to get a pick six for a player. Um, at any time these days. And they've also got uh, pick 27, which there apparently a bit of negotiation going on there with Carlton, potentially getting Carlton's pick 25, which might help them in their dealings with uh, Geelong, yeah. um, who Over obviously Clark. they're trying to get Jordan Clark in the door. And I spoke to someone at Geelong just in the minutes before this podcast, believe it or not, and they did say that would help uh, their negotiations. They're obviously keen for... A pick somewhere in between eight and twenty-seven, which Fremantle have for Jordan Clark. It's just a matter of how far past twenty-seven they want. Yeah, so it's. I mean, the the three-way, the three club deals always um, help get things done, but they just take a bit more time, don't they? And Absolutely. it's interesting um, talking to. There's two other deals there. Um, I think pick seventeen of the Bulldogs is going is shaping as being a really. Uh, pivotal one in this trade period in, in the in the short term anyway because it's one of the only obvious first round picks that's that's obviously available yeah because um, the Bulldogs knowing that there will be a very early pick probably as soon as pick two for Sam Darcy um, want to get po- need to get points in the door um, to cover uh, their any bid that comes for him. They've got pick 17 at the moment. They can trade that out and get more points than the 1,025 that 17 has attached to it um, by trading to other clubs. Now, what that's meant today is Adelaide has spoken to them about securing 17 uh, to try and get a deal done with Sydney for Jordan Dawson. And Adelaide and the Bulldogs agreed on the essence of what that would look like in which picks... Uh, move between the two clubs but um, Sydney was uh, looking for a bit more than 17 and so the deal from Adelaide's perspective with the Bulldogs was only going to work if 
if it meant that they could get yeah. So it's Dawson. provisional sort of yeah, deal. Exactly. If you if if Sydney accept the pick seventeen, we'll go ahead with it with the Western yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. If not, let's go back to the drawing board. It's an interesting one there because Sydney Sydney seemed really fired up about this about not losing Jordan Dawson for anything higher than a significant pick. I'm not sure what your view, Mick, is on what well, he's. Well, he's an interesting one. See, I look at him and I know that you know. You can look at him and Chera and say, well, which one's the better player? Mm. One's finished third in the best, fairest. But one's come from nowhere as a pick and the other one was taken Absolutely. in the first round. So you go, well, yeah, but what does that matter? How, Where they arrived in the competition. Mm. It's how they've performed since they've been there. And if you, if you he's, you he's a very good player. Up, yeah, if you both were standing up against the wall, it'd be line ball, wouldn't it, whether you'd pick Chera well, or Dawson? You know, you'd have it's always a way to ask, ask or answer these things is, if they were both in the draft now, who would be taken where mm. in an open draft? Well, I know that's academic, but mm. um, yeah, I th- I understand the the logic, but it's also contingent on what what does the club have available to give yeah, you back? Right. I mean, you can say you want more, but mm. if you can't get more or you don't have that pick and can't get access to it from somewhere else, then what more do you do? I mean, you've got to start looking at futures and things like that. Um, I think the interesting a, one a, with Se- – sorry. No, I think there's a view inside at Sydney that he's not a free agent and they're just a bit sick of players nominating clubs just as a general principle. You know, I think all clubs are a bit sick of that, saying, oh, I want to go and I only want to go here and and not being open to – it removes the, the competitive um, yep. tension in the market. Um the interesting thing for the 17, though, is that it's also shaping as an important uh, or an attractive pick to try and get something done on Callum Coleman-Jones yep. uh, from from Richmond to North. Um, I don't know which picks would actually move there, but um, you know, if, if Richmond can get 17 as part of it, and they've got a, they've got a bunch of picks, yep. um, you know, North gives up one of theirs, and and they um, yeah they can they can advance there without. You know, it'll just be a pick slide for North. Then, uh, well, that can um, that can get done. Yep. Yeah, um, that'll get but done. But I don't. I, but I think, as it stands, the offer from Adelaide was superior to what the talk was on uh, on uh, on the Richmond North deal. I'm not certain on that, but I think that that's right. Um, the reason I'm saying I'm not certain, I think whether or not um, I know that the if the Bulldogs deal was to be accepted they were going to do that now it could just be that that was the they got in first and they so yeah. so they were honoring that that requirement so don't hold me to that but um yeah I know that both clubs are interested in that pick or both deals are interested in in that pick so um, you know that that helps the Bulldogs just another one piece of thing today I mean it's been reported elsewhere but it's it's been confirmed I mean Port Adelaide are after either a first-round pick from this year's draft or a future first-round pick for Peter Adams if they're going to let him out the door. You can't tell him to I, – I get that, but you can't tell him to go and explore his options and then say, but we only want a first-round pick. No, I agree, pick. unless you actually put that on the table when you tell them to go and explore their options. Well, you can, but yeah. you're sort of – you're not really – you're exploring very limited options then, aren't you? Who Absolutely. Wants, who wants you we, – we want you to go and look elsewhere, but only if you can come back with someone that pays you what you want to be paid and – Gives us what we want. Correct. It's an awkward but, position. but we're the ones asking you to go and look. That yep. seems a bit weird. Yeah. It's a very awkward position to put someone in. Yeah. Um, we'll take some questions. Well, we've got some questions. We'll take some questions. Sound like we're on <laughs> Talkback Radio. From, 
Uh, Bill asks who the third player Collingwood is targeting uh, because of the fact they've got pick 22 in. He thinks that that wouldn't be brought in just to cover picks, uh, just to cover points for for Dacos, um, given that they've got you know eight, eight other picks in the draft um, at the moment. So they've got plenty of points to cover that. What do you think? Do you think they are targeting someone else? And... Um, uh, I'd be, well, I think they might be targeting someone else. I mean, they've obviously got Lipinski to come in, which won't require that pick. Um, they've been trying to fill that small forward hole for a while. They've got a couple of prospects in the last mm. draft, but I'm not sure they're after a big... Uh, certainly, they haven't got room in a salary cap to get a player in that's of a pick 22 um, nature, so perhaps they use it as a capacity to either trade back into um, next year's draft or they use it as a, a way to split picks. Um, I'd be more inclined to think that's what they'll use it for than an actual player, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think they're looking at another player, but mm. I don't think it's a high-end high one that would draw pick 22, to be honest. So I do expect um, that Bill's right that uh, I'd be surprised if they have pick 22 sit there and just let it be washed away with the... Yeah, the points on day cost, and then you're just stuck with a bunch of other picks later, unless you know you're looking at forward trading or, or anything like that. So um, Ben has asked uh, what we think of the swap of Robbie Tarrant for Callum Coleman Jones with some late picks thrown in. If Richmond really want, uh, feel they want more value, um, it says that Richmond wanted to avoid diluting their compensation for Charles, so why not do this as a straight trade? I think Coleman Jones is a better prospect than. In terms of trade value, than Robbie Tarrant. Robbie Tarrant's a really good player. And yeah, he's a really he's, good free agent pickup, but he's only got two years left potentially in his career. Yeah. Whereas Coleman Jones, yeah, it, it does it does create an interesting wrinkle in the discussions though, as to how where he fits in with it, and do you trade for him and give up give up one of those picks? But I expect that that may happen, and he'll just be thrown in when they, when they do if they can organise. What I think will still effectively be a pick slide that will involve the 19 or something from north yep. and going backwards a bit to the pick in the 20s. That, that would be my gut feeling on it. Um, mm. uh, Timian from uh, Camberwell, it's a funny name. Yeah, it's uh, like could have been champions. Timian. Yeah, yeah, little Timian. <laughs> um, said that the demons have been quiet. Will they go? Where, what will happen with Melksham? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, the Demons have been quiet, which a lot of premiership teams are, particularly when you've spent the last five years rebuilding your list and you haven't got a lot of holes in the list. I reckon they'll go to the draft. Melksham, I can't see him being in high demand. He would be in most years, but this year is there's such a glut of that type of yeah. player. Um, it makes it really difficult for clubs to open up spots for him. They might see him as a potential down-the-ladder type club who's looking for some experience but um, I'm not sure that he'll find a home uh, I mm. think he might still play for Melbourne next year to be honest Yeah, um, The Eagle from Baldwin also asked uh, we probably touched on this a bit earlier but um, is, is six not enough on its own for Chera? Uh, I think it is personally but um, yeah. uh, you know I mean in good faith you probably deal um, with Fremantle just to give them a bit of a sweetener. I mean, they are losing a player that they drafted. They played 70-odd games and he's going back to Melbourne and they've done the right thing by him. So I'd imagine that Carlton won't be too unhappy with actually giving him some, something else up. Yeah, we've got 
two questions, basically the same, one from Jordan and one from Les from Glen Iris asking what are some of the likely trade scenarios for the Hawks or what are the Hawks likely to do? Mm, fascinating, um, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, there's been the discussion around Tom Mitchell, of course, but I don't suspect Tom Mitchell's going anywhere. Mm. Uh, you know, always to be proven wrong, but I don't I don't suspect so. Uh, John Segler yep. has been linked with a few clubs. I would imagine... I think it makes sense for Segler to leave and for, for that I think it's a win-win for the player and club where he can go somewhere like the Bulldogs or, or, or even Sydney that uh, or Brisbane mm. that's looking for the ruck support, um, one of those clubs that's in that contention window. Um, and uh, Well, he's got a relationship with Chris Fagan at Brisbane, yep. Bulldogs with Beveridge. Um, Geelong tell me that they're more likely to hang on to Darcy Fort than to trade him up to Brisbane so that... Probably leaves them out um, of the race for him. And well, you Sydney, would have looked at them as an option, wouldn't you? And thought because you know that's all, I mean, it's been a perennial problem for them. Yeah, the absolutely. Um, yeah, Segler. I reckon Segler will find a home. My guess is Brisbane, to be honest, mm. um, at this stage that he'll probably end up there if he's willing to move up there. Would you think they'd bring in another young ruck, or would they just play Reeves? If they if if Segler moved out and they had McAvoy primarily, well, they're looking at Laddams, but that first round requirement might push no, them out. They're of not it. going to give up their first round pick, no. are they? Hawthorne for Laddams. No, so I think you'd need a middle, like Max Lynch, would be a perfect candidate from Collingwood. Yeah, well, we're getting the wind up from Claire G and Syracuse, who's very particular with us on these things, Pete. So <laughs> we don't want to offend her. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, and join us again tomorrow for another trade special and send through your questions to realfootypod at theage.com.au. In the meantime, head to theage.com.au forward slash AFL for all the latest trade news and analysis. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.